Right, so um, this isn't going to be a proper podcast. This is just one of our little broken thoughts. This is me and Aaron having a chat. So, and uh, the issue of the day is we were kind of thinking about the influences upon body image in the modern world. And I, th- I think we've kind of like touched on this briefly before in the old witness the fitness uh, section of things um, that we did as a proper podcast before. But I, I kind of wanted to, I wanted to talk about a few things that worry me. Aaron, I believe you wanted to have a chat about the same things. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, one of my first questions is, when you send me the Invermectin, do I give it to the Spaniels or do I just take it myself? No, literally, take it yourself. It's like 18 milligrams uh, twice a week, I think, for, well, for as long as symptoms do not exacerbate. And it's got a very, very good safety record. No human being has knowingly turned into a Spaniel. And, and will it do anything for, for, for the wetness of my nose and the glossiness of my, of my coat? Uh, your, your coat has always been supremely gloss, glossy. It has been mentioned at sort of like every venue you have ever attended. It's like, my God, that man's got a good head of hair. Indeed. Um, moving on from Spaniels, yes. Uh, back, in, back at the turn of the year, in the, in the dark days where, where I couldn't uh, actually walk upstairs without stopping and... and my partner in pod and partner in crime uh, used to try and make me laugh because he thought it was funny to see how purple my face went. Um, we touched upon ideas of what fitness is historically through the ages and what it means now. And I, I don't know whether it's because we're, we're men of a certain age, which is obviously in our primes, um, or whether it's just because over the course of lockdown, it seems like the dependence on social media and the bombardment of imagery on social media is pushing body image types that are being accepted as normal um, when they're really not. And I'm not going to mention any names or any famous Antipodean actors who who suddenly um, have got amazing biceps. Um, I mean, Lou, actually, I'm I'm going to, I'm going to jump in there and I'm going to say, I am going to mention names. Um, Now, I would say that anything I mention is not necessarily shared by the view of my partner in pod. And this is my opinion only. But I believe that you might be talking about someone called Chris Hemsworth. Now, I think Chris Hemsworth is a very talented and very entertaining actor. Yeah, and he's totally got that body by, by just lifting a lot of weights, getting eight hours sleep a night and eating really healthily. Right. Now, I don't have his stats to hand, but I've seen a recent picture of him. And that's not true, is it, Aaron? The man has. And I'm, I'm not actually going to cast moral judgment on this because he's just made enough money by doing this to, you know, to literally not work for the rest of his life and for his children probably to not work for the rest of their lives. But he got that build out of a bottle. He has been taking androgenic anabolic steroids. Now, he can sue me, but I don't think he will somehow because I just turn around to him in court and say, go on, then piss in a cup, mate. And it would, it would all be rather academic after that. Um, and, you know, this is, this is my principal concern. Now, 
anyone who listened to our our podcast on this would know that I'm not a great believer that we shouldn't have idealized body images to strive for. I believe, I'm not sure if this is Platonic or Aristotelian concepts of virtue, or it, I might just be completely making that up. Um, but I believe that we should have an ideal. We should be able to look at people as we have been recently discussing Mahed Rosal. Indeed. And how much we, you know, neither of us can row like Mahed Rosal. Not because we don't put the training in, not because, although we don't, not because th- th- there are there are no reasons other than the fact that we are just not Mahe Drysdale. Yeah. I mean, we cannot row like that. No, and let's let's be honest, his his stroke profile from, from catch to finish is is a thing of beauty. It should be hanging in the Louvre. It's it's gorgeous. I think we're getting off topic slightly, but I, I actually I actually don't think it's gorgeous. I I think I think it's gorgeous in the same way that a butcher's meat cleaver is gorgeous. It's a perfectly functional thing. It is it is the Bauhaus of rowing strokes. It is it is a man who said, I do not care how this looks. This must merely make me go fast. And because it goes so fast, it looks good. But that's but that's what makes it a thing of beauty, because you can be functional and, and beautiful at the same time, which takes us neatly back to Chris Hemsworth and his amazing body. And no, we're not going to cast shade on on how he got that body or how other stars have managed to get bodies. I mean, let's be honest, um, film stars, actors and actresses are working in an industry where the image that they project and the impact that image has is essentially what drives their capacity and ability to work. What the issue comes out the back end is that if everyone starts to think that that is what a real man looks like, or conversely, in the in the case of a, a female actress who might be living on nothing more than you know cigarettes and bottled water to get down to a fighting weight for her for her close up, um, that that is what you should strive for. It could be well, it could be it's quite damaging because it's it's impossible to achieve without help. And we're all built differently and we're all built different shapes and sizes and we all have different body types and we all have different capacities for the things that we do. And you're right. And, and it is, it is, you know, um, Platonian in the sense that we should have ideals to strive for because that's, that's how we, how we make ourselves in the image that we want with the, the, the tools and the materials that we've got. But, but having arms and lats so big that you can't actually put your hands down by your side it isn't normal, I don't think. Well, no, but I mean, I, you know, there has always been, um, or throughout my lifetime, there has been this kind of very definite pressure on women and their diets, and their diets should just be less. And how big should you be as a woman? Smaller. And... I think in many ways that is quite dark and quite unpleasant and has led to a great deal of unhappiness, I think. Um, and I, you know, I'm not, 
I'm really not sure that I'm in the position to speak for women on this, but I don't think it's been productive. I don't think it's been helpful. I don't think it's been particularly fair. Where I'm now particularly concerned, and I think this is something that will, that is increasingly affecting women as well, is that the physique that is being promoted as an ideal, whereas if we look back to the 80s and the 90s, and, and particularly the women of the 80s and the 90s, and we are of a vintage where we could both name names, I'm sure, um, but they were presented, they were ideals. They were natural physical ideals. It, was, it, it wasn't really a question that you could achieve that ideal with you know hard work and good diet and you know living on a, a diet of rice broccoli and chicken you 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 couldn't that you know if we look at the cindy crawfords of the world cindy crawford looks like that because she's cindy crawford not yeah. because i mean i'm sure she was immensely careful of everything she she did probably live for several months a year on marlboro lights and bottled water and the occasional apple but I think now, if you're looking at Chris Hemsworth, there is no number of dumbbell shrugs that Chris Hemsworth could have got to make his shoulders look like that. No. He got that with an entirely artificial, entirely man-made cocktail of drugs I'm, I'm going to come out and i'm going to say it. he got there because he took a lot of drugs and i have read because as i've said to you i do frequently peruse the gutter of the internet uh, otherwise known as reddit i have read the testimonies of roughly one young man a day trying to achieve such a physique using such a cocktail of Toxic is the wrong word, but pretty, pretty strong chemicals who have suffered really quite profound, often life-altering side effects from these in terms of their libido, in terms of quite literally their testicles shrinking to the size of a small boy's. Um, it's the, the fact that the modern ideal, and again, this is something that is being taken taken into the female side of things as well, is only achievable with artificial drugs, I find very worrying because it's not just, and it's particularly the best and the brightest, and the people who would have otherwise been the ideal will be drawn into it because they will not be able to con compete on the basis of their hard work and discipline anymore. Yeah, uh, I, I think what you're talking about is is the the male figure, the idealized male figure it is now uh, um, hyper dense muscularity, um, a completely ripped in the way that a bodybuilder might be for one competition a year, all all year round sort of physique. Um, huge amounts of upper body musculature six pack is is basically standard if you if you don't have one then you're not in the game sort of thing um and you and i both know because of years of 
training and 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 rowing and in other ways because we, we we like that kind of physicality stuff how how hard it is to build lean muscle through through quite intensive programs i think we we probably both agree that we followed quite you know um demanding training programs none of us ended up looking out looking like thor um and it might just be a symptom of the fact that we live in we live in the cartoon age we live in the marvel age we live in the the on-screen you know, hyper real superhero and, and superheroine age where, where that is become increasingly normalized. And we also live in the social media influencer age where it is the impressive physique and it, it is the bling car and it is the, you know, the, you know, it's usually Dubai. I've got no idea why. It's it's a, basically a sand pit with a lot of concrete in it, but never mind. Yes, there, there's definitely something going on in Dubai. I don't, I don't know if like, the steroids are very cheap over there. Um, it, it may be because it, it's actually, I believe that part of um, the Emirates and India have very, very good business connections. There's virtually a free trade zone. And India has got a very, very extensive um, off-label pharmaceutical industry. Okay. So... If, if 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 you want if you want something that's a little bit grey market produced in large quantities and very high quality, you'd probably hope to find somebody in India producing it. But it's 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 well, it, there's that. But it's also it's very impactful because if you're growing up now. And you have a screen, or you have your your tablet, or you get your phone at the at the age when your mum and dad say you can have a phone or whatever. Uh, which you know, given that that every screen maker thus far has has said that you know I wouldn't give them to my child. The fact that we hand them out to our children is is slightly worrying, and they're highly addictive. They're, they're going to be children are being bombarded with images that this is what a woman looks like and this is what a man looks like, and it's simply not achievable except by means that are not good for you it's but you know we, we don't have to go into the pharmaceutical well we probably will but we don't have to, you know say why they're not good for you but they're just not good for you they're not natural it isn't natural to look like that and the and the ideals that we're talking about you know if you go back to redgrave and his pomp in in 88 and 92 he had in the memorable words of matthew pinson well, shoulders like a spanish bull but he also had a little bit of a pot belly he he wasn't cutting down to you know a six-pack. This is the thing, and and there are there are many athletes out there who do cut down to the barest minimum of body fat ratio, but then, you know, so and certainly <laughs> they're from sports not famed for their uh, their record of ethical competition, such as running, swimming, and cycling. But you know, these guys are not huge physical monsters they are not carrying you know 40 kilograms more muscle than the normal man of their height um and a good 15 kilograms less fat they are you know endurance athletes who have to watch their diet very very closely um and i yeah i mean my fundamental point is that I do not believe that male 
ideals with the with the re-advent of the bodybuilder's physique are in any way achievable um, without artificial help. It's not, it's, it's that, and that is the first point. But the second point is the impact on a generation of young men who grow up thinking that that is the way they are supposed to look. And, yes. and, and some of them might get to a gym like I did and then f- find that actually they prefer the cardiovascular stuff um, and then find their sport, which I was lucky to in, in, in rowing. Um, and the, the wonderful thing about rowing is, is that it doesn't necessarily give you a bodybuilder's physique. But the sheer volume of training means that you are actually very fit and you end up looking pretty much as good as you probably will look because of it, if you kind of see what I mean. Yeah. Um, what are the implications then? Because basic, I mean, basically a lot of this media-driven stuff is to make you buy the product that will make you look like that. It's, it's why, why every age has an ideal and we men and women aspire to the, the ideal of their age. And if you buy these cosmetics, you can look like Cindy Crawford. And if you buy this coat, you can look like, you know, who, whoever. That's how it works. But now we're being told that it isn't just the clothes. It isn't just the makeup. It isn't just the, the hairstyle or the, you know, the trophy watch on the wrist or, or anything like that. You have to have the body to match. And this is how you get it. What are the, so a generation of young men are growing up in the same way that, a gener, that generations of young women have for decades to pursue these ideals and the only way that they can they'll be able to get them is they'll go to a gym and they'll throw some weights around and they'll realize that they still don't look like their heroes or they still don't look like the idealized body image so they will go down the pharmaceutical route so we will potentially have a generation of young men growing up with all sorts of medical and mental health problems as a consequence yeah, i mean it's essentially sort of like in general it's considered the by those in the know that anybody under the age of 24 well men in particular under the age of 24 um steroids is essentially ramming a uh, a rod in the spokes of your endocrine system you know it really does mess things up to have that level of exogenous testosterone like compounds in your bloodstream um at such a high level um and you can end up with young men who are going to be on testosterone replacement therapy for the rest of their lives they're going to have problems with erectile dysfunction they're going to have problems with fertility they're going to have problems with early onset heart disease they're going to have potentially although this is much of a this is slightly more out there you know issues with cancer and um things like that but you know lance armstrong um i would genuinely say that you know it's it's first of all i'd say to any young man listening although it's a bit strange given this is mainly a growing podcast for old farts don't do it literally don't do it i would also say to anyone listening Anytime you're seeing someone or with a six pack who weighs more than they should for their height, anybody with a, with a six pack and a body mass index of over 26, the chances are they are taking some form of drugs and they are going to be paying the consequences 
financially, physically, and emotionally for that, and it isn't worth it. So how do we promote a more healthy male image? I mean, obviously not us, because we're our old farts, and we, we, we are the people that, that young people spit at in the street, but generally. I mean, well, I'm completely biased, but I would say um, show them pictures of the British men's rowing eight. Um, tell, tell them to get down to their local rowing club. I mean, I, 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 would, I would come back to, and I'm, I'm going to quote someone from antiquity, which I'm sure is your job, but Francis Bacon said, it is a poor centre of a man himself. Um, you should, I don't believe that you should do physical activity for the purpose of being able to do more physical activity. I think you should do physical activity to become great at something more than that. So you should pursue performance, not image. Can I just say before I respond to that, that I'm very impressed with that Francis Bacon quote. Did you actually look it up before we started, just so you could throw it in halfway through? No, no, it, it, is, it is something that I have, it's something I've known about for quite a, a while. I, it, I didn't just look that one up, but I, I think it is a, it's a very good metaphor for this whole idea that when you train, actually, you shouldn't be thinking about your body image. You should be thinking about, I don't know if, I'm, I'm not even going to say your 2K time, but maybe it should be how much, actually, I was going to say how much can you clean and jerk, but then weightlifting is hardly a, a good exemplar of clean sport, is it? Um, yeah, I, I, I think it should be a goal external to yourself rather than simply a quest for being internally perfect. I would, I would agree with that, um, which is, again, and I can't believe this is the second time in a week that I've agreed with something that you've said. Uh, believe me, there'll not be a third. Um, Good. I, I got into going down to the gym at, at probably around the time when I got my growth spurt and developed my capacity for being physical, from being um, quite a small child to being the hulking brute that you see before you. Um, I fell out of love with, you know, the idea of just going to the gym and lifting weights and then going to the gym the next week and lifting a few more weights. One of the things I liked about rowing was that, that all of the training, all of the horrible circuits that Dennis made us do and all, all of the, the ones that you invented that you made us do and, and, you know, all of that stuff led to a point and that point was getting on a, you know, in a boat on the water with my friends and shoveling it backwards down a river um, so I think what you're arguing is that there's an element of narcissism in a physical pursuit that is only directed towards an, an aesthetic end, to, which is basically the way that it makes you look. Um, Whereas rowing, for example, we ended up you know, reasonably fit and healthy as a consequence of the fact that we did a sport that we liked and we, we were striving to get better. Yeah, at I, I mean, I, I think I would, again, say... You know, if, if I was giving advice to young men, I would say don't train to look like someone. Train to be able to, to or to try and get to be able to do as much as they do. Yeah. You know, don't, like don't, 
yeah, don't, don't admire the way somebody looks, admire those who do. Yeah, a, a functional and, approach to training, a, a, an approach to training that makes you, that rather than chasing an image that you can't catch and that you won't be happy until you've got it, do something that actually makes you feel good because you, you will look good as a consequence yeah. of the fact that you feel better about yourself. Do something yes, that gives you much. do something that gives you self-respect. Do something that, that 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 is a boost to your mental health. Do something that you know. And it sounds incredibly old-fashioned. And I hate to go back to my my Scottish grandparents who were always saying, "Get away from the idiot box and go and run around in the fresh air." But do something that gets you outside in the in the in the fresh air with people. I mean, obviously a bit tricky over the last year, but you know what I'm driving towards. I mean, uh, I, I would. All, I mean, I think one thing we haven't said is. Do something that gets you meeting up with other people. Mm. I mean, literally, just go out there and have a, you know, this is one of the great things about rowing is that it comes with a community. I'm not entirely sure that locking into your headphones and doing chest flies and dumbbell curls in front of a very large mirror in the gym has the same effect. I mean, I know, I mean, I'm I'm actually going to say that there are some aspects of gym life that do bring people together, but I think it's much more classes that are going on off the main gym floor. So I'm, I'm going to say, go and go and do that. Go and do things with other people. Um, try and get out of yourself. Yeah, make your body the best body that it can be that you have rather than trying to make your body into somebody else's body, which is an unattainable goal. Yes. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's it's quite odd because I uh, my mum is one of obviously Roman Catholic Geordies there. I mean, there are literally thousands of us. I, I can look out of the window as the sun sets, you know, and the precipitous cliffs behind the house. And, and, and the, my ancestors and forebears and relatives are basically everywhere. It's like there's thousands. Of, it, it's like Zulus, you know, it's the Michael Caine thing, relatives, thousands of them. But um, she was one of six. I grew up with, with a lot of, a lot of women in my life. Don't laugh. That's meant from a family perspective. Um, and the pressures that they were under, and they were very, very strong women, but they were very fashionable, and they, they took up running when it became a thing, and they've got more marathons than I have under their belt. And it, it, was, it was always about the community of doing and always about the, and the enjoyment of doing something rather than the aesthetics that it's ended up as. It's very odd that you and I can sit here in, in you know, essentially our dotage and, and look at what is a looming crisis for for male body image um yes i mean i i hope it doesn't become i hope there isn't a generation where as many men who go down to the rowing club are like going to visit an endocrinologist every month to have their testosterone levels checked to see if they've gone back up again but i you know i do worry that that might be the case but i just think that the I don't, I don't think we should be Cassandra's. I don't think we should forecast doom because doom has been a very long time coming in the 20th and 21st century. 
I am going to say I think we should encourage the young men that we have some aspect of mentorship over to care less about the aesthetic and care more about the beauty of physicality for physicality's sake. I think that is a, a good way of doing. Of, I think that is a good way to put it and a good place probably to leave it. I think so. Ladies and gentlemen, broken thoughts. Good night. Right, I'm gonna hang on. I'm gonna stop. Where's the recording? Stop.